Rabbi Dr. Michael Rosenzweig was among the first overseas students to join Rav Aaron Lichtenstein at Yeshiva Tzion in the early 1970s, becoming one of his Talmidei Hamuvakim of Rav Aaron. Today, Rav Rosenzweig is Rosh Yeshiva at Ritz Yeshiva University. It is my honor to call upon Rav Rosenzweig Shlita to speak. our hosts. <clears throat> I truly appreciate the opportunity to share some thoughts and some feelings about Morenu, Rabenu, Haravar and Lichtenstein, Zatzal. Although we're in the aftermath of the Shloshim, the sense that our community has been significantly diminished by his patira is something that remains palpable. This feeling clearly transcends personal sentiment and nostalgia, although the pain of personal irrevocable loss, first, of course, for the family members, and then for his extended banim tamidim, certainly remains raw, profound, and intense as well. What accounts for this feeling, elusive and almost incohate as it is? The truth is that the loss of one of the rare Chachmi HaMesora of any generation necessarily engenders this instinctive yet visceral kind of reaction. In the normal course of life and the passing away of individuals, human emotion dictates that generally Bechi, crying, wailing, precedes Hesped, eulogy. But for the truly impactful and irreplaceable Manhigim, like Sara Imenu, reviewing their legacy in the form of a hesped, a eulogy, also adds another layer of bechi, of crying. It reopens the wound, and worse, engenders a sense of uncertainty, even existential crisis. How will we proceed in the vacuum without our manhig? But additionally, it highlights this mysterious sense that we're feeling now, the sense of instability, the diminution of the entire community, that I think is independent of future concerns, and that we should try, at least if possible, to identify. The absence of any great Tamil Chacham stimulates the cycle of Bechi and Hesped and Bechi again, yet by definition, each member of this rare club or cadre and Moreno Arav Lichtenstein Zatzal particularly emphasizes this, is singular in his accomplishments, in his persona, and legacy. It behooves us as individuals and as a community to reflect upon and try to better articulate these characteristics, qualities, motifs, which themselves become part of Misoras Yisrael and part of Klal Yisrael, so we can better facilitate secure the continuing impact of the Talmud Chacham, neutralizing that sense of diminution 
by reviving the vibrancy of his Dmus Dukno, in this case of our Rebbe, Lodore Doros. Tonight's remarks certainly do not constitute any effort to assess or put an even to perspective Rav Lichtenstein's massive contributions in Talmud Torah, Hashkafa, or leadership, each a formidable task requiring time, thoughtful analysis, something that is best reserved for when there is more time and for an appropriate time and distance. His incredible range and breadth and mastery and the nuanced positions that he developed militate against any kind of cursory account. Instead, I want to spend this time to speak unabashedly as an immensely appreciative Talmud whose course and aspirations were transformatively impacted by the substance of Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal's learning and teaching, perhaps even more by the enduring experience of Rebbe Talmud and the ethos of his personality, his persona, his ishiut, his status as a gavra. I came to Yeshivat Haratzion, as you heard in the introduction, in the earlier years, and for me also, at a very young and impressionable age. I was immediately enthralled by Rav Lichtenstein's Torah, its sweep, its depth, the kavod and the chibas Torah and the yira shamayim implied by its content and the style mode of its presentation. I was even more captivated, even then, and enchanted even, by his ishiut, his persona, his humanity, his empathy, his passion, and his integrity. These were certainly not themes that I could then, at the age of 16, articulate, but I recall vividly experiencing them and processing them intuitively, not because of my powers, but because it was something you couldn't miss. It was self-evident from the outset that all of our all of the Talmidim were in the presence of a singular God of the Israel. Rav Lichtenstein was hardly a flashy or charismatic personality, at least in the modern parlance of that meaning. More importantly, he was someone who Beshita Biikaron was wary of any kind of guru-esque influence, but and particularly because of his substantive nature and posture. He was the most enduring and impactful and compelling role model that one could ever have wished for. It was self-evident to his Talmidim that his staggering intellectual virtuosity, his mastery of the vast corpus of Torah and of Western civilization, replete with complexity, subtlety, nuances, was mobilized only to facilitate an experiential and a spiritual journey of Lifne Hashem. It was equally clear that this objective in Telos was rooted in and driven by the simple, fundamental, though of course never simplistic, but the compelling values of Yerash Shamayim, Avas Hashem, and Avas Yisrael. Rav Lichtenstein's synthesis of classical learning, innovative terminology and vocabulary, the expansion of Torah's inner agenda, both narrowly and its application to values and to broader life, was exhilarating. His persona, his gavra of empathy, humanity, humility, 
consistency and constancy, the balanced and seamless way that he integrated in his approach to a broad Torah life was compelling. It was immediately obvious to me and to the rest of the Talmudim that his achievements as a sophisticated thinker, as a Chacham, as an Oved Hashem and a Rebbe par excellence, was something that remained rooted in his continued identity as an idealistic Talmud of his own Rebbeim, especially the ones that he spoke about most, the Rav Zatzal, Aaron Soloveitchik, Rav Hutner, an exuberant Yoshev Besamedrish, really somebody who always remained a Tmimastik Yeshiva Bachor with all of his sophistication and who continued to be captivated by Dvar Hashem in all of its aspects. The last conversation that I was zochet to have with Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal a number of months ago, remember his face, the nostalgia, when he was speaking about the Rav, we were talking about why he never learned Masachet Ksuvos, it's a whole story. Again, that exuberance, that sense of innocence, being a Talmud Bifnei Rabo, something that was very visceral. The fact that a 16-year-old numinous impressions cohere with and are deeply reinforced by a decades-long relationship speaks to Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal's consistency and integrity and special stature. I feel strongly, as do all the Talmidim, that this relationship was pivotal in my life in defining it in various ways. For his Talmidim, Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal was a paradigm for understanding and integrating many of the challenging facets of Torah life. Certainly he embodied for us the notion of Eshinantan Levanecha, Elu Talmidecha, a role he executed with diligence, with generosity, and especially with kindness. Personally, I have tremendous hakaras atov for all the encouragement, the time, the direction, and all of the conversations, the real ones, and equally important, frankly, the imagined ones, when he wasn't physically available. I'd like to explore, just briefly, the reverse side of the equation, a concept which is much more difficult, a concept which I only understand because of his persona and the contribution that he has made as a guide to further accentuate this enduring impact. The Rambam in Hochus Talmud Torah, Parakei, Halacha, Aleph, based on the Gemara in Masechet Bab Metziah, formulates the role of a Rebbe, Muvak, as a parallel to the parental model. Rambam tells us, Kashem, just as there is an obligation to honor to have fear, yira, for a parent. Then the Ramam goes on to explain, based on the Gemara, and so on. The question is, what does this mean? It's significant that the Rambam quotes his halacha as does the Gemara in a substantive context, one that assesses normative consequences of a competition between the two fathers, the biological and the spiritual. While we're all familiar with the paradigm in the other direction, as I noted before, the Shinantan Levanecha, a Rebbe's posture toward his Talmidim, rooted in that, 
The fact is that the notion of a non-biological father, a Rebbe, even an impactful one, requires clarification, at least reflection. After all, many of the salient characteristics of the parental contribution that trigger kibbutzav are blatantly absent in the Rebbe. The biological DNA, the implications that has for the impact of nature, the creation shutaf link that the Gemara speaks about, even the factor of nurture is somewhat inapplicable and therefore at least uncompetitive. How can one compare the impact of literal child rearing, the investment of quantitative time, the influence exerted in all of the formative phases of childhood growth to that of a Rebbe, even an excellent Rebbe? In comparison, that model seems attenuated, and yet we know the halacha never gives in to hyperbole. Moreover, the Rambam compounds the problem by significantly expanding this difficult halacha, integrating it with other halachos. The Gemara tells us in other places that a Rebbe Muvak is somebody who is equated with the Shekhinah itself, divine in-presence of HaKadosh Baruch very difficult idea. The Rambam integrates these two halachos as if since the Rebbe is a father, he's also Doma Lishchina, introducing the link with the word Lefikach, a tacit admission of novelty, but at the same time, one of justified logic. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvos goes even further, extending this idea, noting that there is no independent mitzvah of Kavod and Yiras Rabo because it's redundant and superfluous. There's no need for it. It's covered already by Aviv, and by the Shekhinah. So which is the proper model? The model of parenthood or the model of divinity? Moreover, how can the philosophically purist Rambam theologically justify a link between the human Rebbe Muvak and the divine presence of the Shekhinah? It's extremely telling that this link to the Shekhinah is limited to Rabo Muvak and therefore evidently radiates out of the relationship and the impact, not the status or stature per se, of the Tabat Chacham. But I believe that the explanation is really very basic. And for me, it stems, as I said earlier, from my own relationship or experience as a Talmud of Rav Lechensin Zatzal. A special Rebbe Muvak is indeed one whose contribution and impact justifies the parental mold and paradigm, albeit paving a course, L'chayelam This is true on the most basic level, as he transmits the Mesora, substantive and methodological, of Dvar Hashem, the foundation of the quality of life, Kiheim Chayenu Chameinu. In this sense, too, a Rebbe is a Shutaf in the Bria, in creating and shaping personalities and destinies. Moreover, his approach is not limited to conveying information. The mode and approach to teaching and mentoring is, to, is designed to impact on Talmidim's fundamental values and commitment and the charting of their own course in Torah life. He must not only teach the content of Dvar Hashem, but also communicate especially unselfconsciously by example and personal posture, the axiological import and the defining role of Dvar Hashem in life, often most effectively without Musar Shmuzin, but through osmosis. In this capacity, he also serves as halachic authority, 
hashkafic guide, navigating Torah life for his students, especially in complex and new situations. Moreno Verabeno Rav Lichensin Zatzal magnificently embodied these functions. Zachinu, that our Rebbe's Torah was unusually comprehensive and broad. Rav Lichensin Zatzal taught all starim and all topics. He taught the big klalim and the arcane or even pragmatic pratim. And he taught them all rigorously, suffused with yira, with avas Hashem, with exuberance. His range was nothing short of astonishing. It was not until I left Yeshivat Haaretzion and went into the rest of the yeshiva world that I realized that this was not the norm. He taught all topics as topics from a Shas perspective. And I'm referring not only to the parallel sugyos, but to the ones that his personal mastery and unique perspective linked them to as well. The image of Arebi dragging his Shasti each year, we just saw it on the video actually, effortlessly integrating its presence into these themes is indelibly etched, even without the video, into all of our memories. We used to joke that it gave new meaning to the term, to the phrase, Ashrei Shabalakan the Talmudo Biado. Again, not until some years later did it dawn on me that this was atypical even for excellent Magide Shurim. Not the mastery and certainly not the capacity and the will to integrate in order to provide unique perspective. Topics in the Shir were routinely analyzed comprehensively and rigorously. The range of Rishonim, parallel sugyos, and even the specialty or exotic Rishonim, the Itur and the Ravya, the Manig and the Gaonim, were all part of this comprehensive agenda, his greater aspiration for himself and for his Talmidim to master Kolatarakula, to be immersed in Dvar Hashem, and the values and spiritual, spiritual connection to the Rabbonu Shalom that this ends up providing. This great Hekef mostly was not just quantitative. The capacity to project the larger landscape for the topic, to structure the issues and their interrelationships, as well as to juxtapose positions to illuminate one another, turns quantitative mastery, hekef, into qualitative depth. By changing the background in the landscape, sometimes you alter the substance, the picture, and certainly the perspectives. Rolichenzin's published Shurim recently on Hefker and Lishma, and any Shir really exemplifies this Hekef. If you studied Lishma, you studied Lishma and Sefer Torah and Tfilin and Inget and their interconnection and so on and so forth. This approach, which was grounded in mastery and toil, produced Chiddush, innovation, and insight. His comprehensiveness and rigor in Torah, more classically narrow-defined, was applied equally to his Ashkafa Sichot and to the integration of Torah and Western civilization as well. Ba'ut chazon l'moed. Rav Lichenstein Zatzal eschewed compartmentalization and labels. His approach was seamlessly holistic, mikshaachas in his Torah and in his Torah v'chachma. One could understand from Rav Lichenstein's lambdas and his ashkafa and persona why Torah's chatuma nitna, even as it's megillah nitna, and why the Rambam, based on the Yerushalmi, insists that to render decisions in any specialty of halacha, 
One has to be knowledgeable and roy lahoros bechol Torah kula mikshachas, a walking sefer Torah. Rav Lichtenstein's methodological focus was also innovative. The approach was a priori, mapping out the topic, the likely interrelationships, in anticipation of the actual material and of the diverse views that may emerge. This had both a methodological purpose and probably also reflected his intellectual orientation, style, and talents, but also his Torah comprehensiveness to be attuned to all potential insights of Devar Hashem. The relentless analytical mode of examining possibilities, of stripping them down to their basics, to isolating the assumptions in an effort to more accurately pin down their essential character, the ofi and the tiv, the openness to multiple tracks, masulim, in halachic themes reflected, exuberance, comprehensiveness, and entailed, I think, also a halachic and hashkafic motif about the range of the breadth of halachic themes generally that requires further elaboration. The methodological focus certainly came, obviously, intentionally, at the expense of a more dramatic, some might think appealing style of presentation. A question-heavy front load with a punchline of a mahalach and a binyan that inspires. I presume that the educational orientation reflected Rav Lichtenstein's Torah's chesed. It facilitated and invested in the future growth of Talmidim, providing them with mechanisms to progress independently. Moreover, it contributed to cultivating independence of personal initiative and of Chiddush, something which he spoke about a lot and valued greatly. Rav passionately believed in the Hamidu aspect of Hamidu Tamidim Harbe, setting people on their own two feet, and the theme of Shetehea Shalheves Ola Me'eleha. In any case, the structural and the methodological component was a true hallmark of presentations. It manifested itself in a certain style of presentation and analysis, but it particularly cultivated a derech hashiva, a way of thinking, a hashkafic and halachic mode of thinking that had clearly broader aspirational elements. Avlachensin's chibas Torah was singular as well. The meticulous preparation and organization for every shear, the amal and the yigiyah, the mental energy expended in rigorous analysis of all the possibilities, left no doubt that kiheim chayenu v'orechameinu. There was nothing that could be more important or inspiring, a powerful lesson that never needed actual articulation. The expanded canon of the topic, including the exotic Rishonim, in a pre-computer database era, was ringing testimonial to Vishoseb at Samas Devrehem, especially as ambitiously understood by Rabbeinu Yonah and Rabbi Chaim Mivalajan. The singular capacity and willingness to engage broader themes and challenges, classical issues, surely, but of course also the interface between modernity and Torah in an effort to expand the arena and the impact of Avodos Hashem, driven by faith in Torah's relevance, and afochba, afochba, the kulaba, the conviction that one could with haspada and depth adduce these perspectives, distinguished him in our generations, even among other chachmei Masora. 
The integrative and holistic approach to these topics were both a model of sophistication on the one hand, but one that was animated by the basic values of Yira and Amuna on the other. The moral clarity, the ethical sensitivity manifested unequivocally in these complex subjects and set a standard for the entire Torah world. But as we experienced our Rebbe, the parental model of Rebbe Muvak also presupposed a transformative impact on religious sensibility and the cultivation of a clear spiritual orientation that cannot simply be limited to specific content, tochen, methodology, even chibas Torah or broader hashkafa. One also needs to transmit as he did and to convey the transcendence of Devar Hashem, both as content and the act of learning as spiritual odyssey and religious experience, the Ramban's notions of Devar Hashem as Shemos Shalakadosh Baruch Hu in all of its different expressions and varied modes. In this respect, the Rebbe Talmud Bond particularly has the capacity to be a fatherly relationship as it forges new identity and reality. Gemara Kedushin's rousing depiction of the emotional roller coaster of the Muhammad Shal Torah, where there's oivim and oavim, hate and love, stakes and emotional vacillations, capture this idea. Vayel Chushneim Yachtav refers to that journey as well, to the peaks in the valley of Devar Hashem. The moments of specific and general breakthroughs, insights, illuminations, consequential interactions with the Rebbe, through the medium of his guidance and modeling, conversations, real and imagined, can and do serve as formative and as memorable as parental child milestones when they're pursued with integrity and with passion and urgency. Shared vision and common destiny redefine relationships in parental terms. They forge personalities. I venture that there's not a single one of our Lichensin's Talmidim who don't have their vivid memories and experiences and milestones. Further, like a biological parent, trust and faith that one has in one's spiritual mentor, Rebbe Muvak, is a cornerstone of stability and a foundation for basic values and beliefs. Rav Lichensin Zatzal noted often that faith and other Torah values under pressure can be bolstered significantly by the trust that we cultivate in those who have faith and greater insight. The role of the Ilan Gadol in this stabilizing and foundational component is something that cannot be overstated. In our community, in our generation, we look to Rav Lichensin Zatzal to bolster our confidence, to help to fortify our own bedrock of faith and of values. Our Rebbe, perhaps without his own awareness, because of his colossal integrity and intense Yeraso Kodemes Lechachmaso, notwithstanding and also because both his broadness and openness has been an inspirational and influential force in this calculus. For this reason, among others, his Ptira leaves not only a whole but a sense of somewhat instability. There's a further final dimension as well. The interaction of Rebbe and Talmud provides a framework and relationship that facilitates a critical aspect or objective telos of religious life, the feeling and the link to transcendence itself. Talmud Mavrav Lichtenstein Zatzal felt, feel, 
that they were in the presence of a gadol without predicates. Despite, and especially because, of his low-key tznius, modesty, unselfconsciousness, there radiated a certain special quality of greatness, ineffable and numinous. But it was something more. You felt, you intuited with deep conviction, you were in the presence of someone who himself, with all of his humanity and empathy and lack of pretension and even disdain for special treatment, was ubiquitously lifnei Hashem as a constant and consistent Ovid Hashem. By extension, being lifnei, lifnei Hashem, conveys and concretizes that capacity of spiritual greatness and even transcendence, and that's a form of its accessibility. This is the principle of Revi Muvak, who is Kishrina. There's nothing mystical about it. It's a touch of transcendence. Certainly, Yadus emphatically rejects vicarious spirituality. But the role of special Chachmei HaMesora, and particularly the institution of Revi Muvak, plays a vital role as a cornerstone in Yahadus. It does not substitute for individual attainment, even the aspiration of Lifnei Hashem, but it concretizes it, inspires it, and allows for a different manifestation of that elusive, crucial aspect of Kedusha. This notion and equation certainly doesn't challenge the theological purity of it, but recognizes that the process that concretizes a Kesher with the Rabbana Shalom and allows for some sort of transference is a subtle and elusive quest for many people and that the Rabbi Muvak plays an important role. If this is the case, we can understand exactly what the Rambam had in mind. If it is possible to engender the equivalent of a parental relationship without biology through Talmud Torah and through Avodos Hashem, despite all of the difficulties that we mentioned before, and the formidable differences. It's due only to the existential bond generated by Dvar Hashem, Talmud Torah, the way that the Rebbe Muvak impacts on his Talmidim, which in turn is predicated upon and the basis for the link to the Shekhinah. Nevi'o le'olam here may have broader spiritual and transcendent meaning as well, but the Rambam's Lefikach is exactly meduyak, exactly precise. Our Rebbe gave us a glimpse of greatness and transcendence, Olam Haba in this world, especially as his personal style and our hachic orientation was one which sought to elevate this worldly life itself. The feeling of being diminished reflects precisely that beyond the ache of physical and irrevocable personal loss, a palpable sense of being less connected with greatness and transcendence, modeled by and sometimes aspect and sometimes accessed through the Rebbe Muvak is what is missing. Ashrenu shezachinu, lerebi sheviyanu, leolam haba baolam azeh, and whose continued impact through his Torah, through his hashkafa, and his dmust yukno will continue to flourish. Yizach